Check. Check. All right. Good to go. Good to go live. Is it rolling? It's rolling. Instagram live is rolling. Hey, would you look at that? Oh, it's a bit of a lag on that. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, that's going to freak me out. I can't look at that. Well, just don't watch it. Yeah, I'm not (laughs) not looking at that. Yeah, that is kind of weird. We are watching ourselves. Yeah, watching ourselves. (laughs) I wonder if it's like that on TV, like with the newscasters when they're looking back. It can't be. It'd have to be exactly (laughs) real time. I imagine it would mess everybody up. (laughs) It's going to, I'm going to try not to watch it too much. Oh, yeah, I can't look at that. The point of it being is if anyone has questions or comments or whatever, fire them off and we'll, I'll try and answer them as I can on this iPad. But now we are going live. We have no theme song now. The podcast version will, but we... <laughs> I had this grandiose idea uh, that we would play it because I don't know. I mean, most people might, well, maybe you don't know this, but Andrew and I uh, wrote and performed that intro because Andrew plays Steel uh, I play guitar, and then we had a friend play fiddle on it. So the intro to uh, to the podcast was uh, us. So we were going to, well, I wanted to do it live. Um, but uh, we were, as usual, at the last minute preparing for this, and we just didn't have time to uh, to do it and also haul all the equipment out here because we're broadcasting live from uh, my cottage, my cabin, my camp, my... What else do people call it? Lake house? I don't know. River house? River, river house. <laughs> uh, there, w- there's so many like colloquial like kind of names for uh, a place that is a recreational property, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are broadcasting from Mayo, Quebec. Uh, Quebecico. Quebecico. Deep in the heart of Quebecico. Yeah. And, Things get uh, crazy north of the border. It, it really does. The, uh, the French necks, I call them. <laughs> of all the different Quebecicoisms that I've I've have not heard that before. I think my brother made it up. Yeah. Uh, that that should be on Letter Kenny. French next? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a good show. Well, welcome. How are you doing now? I'm do- <laughs> I'm doing all right. Not so bad, you. Not so bad, you. Good, you. Country, country music. Yeah, so uh, we really have no outline for today's conversation. We just haven't done this in so long. So it's going to be on the fly. It's going to get posted unedited because pandemic times, we have no time. That's really why we haven't done anything in, man, what's it been since pandemic? Like, what, seven months? I think the last thing we did was we did some stuff in Jan- was it january maybe and then was we ended re- up not February? releasing it because then mm-hmm. we we hit the pandemic and we didn't have early we, january we did yeah. yeah we should have looked back at what our last yeah, we, was. and then it became irrelevant because it yeah. was um it but was dated information or very quickly we very quickly how are you doing i'm uh fantastic i've been uh here kind of mostly in all of my spare time has been spent out here isolating up here and uh, I was telling you guys earlier, like I, I was in the city yesterday and 
I was going to come up here this morning. I ended up just coming out here late, like midnight last night. I drove out here because I was just antsy. And I think I've gotten kind of weird because I'm spending too much time out here. <laughs> Cabin fever? Yeah. Well, it's not. No, it's like I got like city fever. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you you mean you've gotten normal out here? Yeah, I guess. I guess. You've reset. I've reset. Yeah. But nice. uh, anyways, no, I've I've been good, man. I'm I'm surviving. Um, happy to have you guys in my bubble, you and your your wife. Yes, you may notice that uh, we are sitting beyond socially distanced close, uh, closer than six feet, and uh, with no masks. Generally, we do wear masks um, outside of our bubble. They are further away for when we are arriving here, but. Uh, so we are very COVID aware and following protocol, but we are all in the same bubble because uh, we hang out a lot and uh, my wife is here as well. And also if you hear any uh, nails on hardwood floor, our two executive <laughs> producers that uh, you can check the <laughs> our Instagram story on Country Country Music, you'll see uh, Merle the Springer, uh, my dog, and Bane the Blue, Sean's dog. Merle's walking around right now looking for scraps. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, we, we've been, yeah, super busy. Just, no, you've been all right. You've had a very stable, uh, great job that hasn't been, uh, super affected by COVID, I guess, making you busier, but not, uh, not affecting your life. Yeah, I'm extremely thankful for that. It's been, uh, to, to be gainfully employed through all of this. Um, I know that's a, big a lot of people have had it incredibly hard. So, um, you know, yeah, I'm very thankful that I've uh, had that stable income through all of this. Then at the beginning, I, I did not, uh, as I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, I sell wine and that, uh, well, when restaurants shut down, I was looking at $0 paychecks. So it was, uh, I don't want to reuse the word pivot too many times, but I had to pivot and hustle hard. And that, that was one reason on top of the immediate social distancing, self-isolation, et cetera, that we didn't continue with podcasts for a while and uh then just hustling and things are doing better now but uh yeah we decided we should get back at it and why not start with uh, an instagram live which we have never done before well and i i think i mean if we owe anybody an explanation i guess is it's it has been incredibly challenging um from uh, you know a social distancing standpoint and just from a all out busyness standpoint, because obviously this podcast is is just a a project for us. That's not uh, it's not making us money. This is a passion project. And uh, once, however, things... if anybody wants to sponsor us, <laughs> yeah, we'll start doing it more frequently again. <laughs> but um, I, I, what really happened was just you know we had no time to do any of this because, as Andrew was saying, um, you know his employment status and and everything else was just his whole life was just you know kind of dedicated to hustling to try and uh you know get things going which i think has been the same thing for a lot of people so it's tough because any passion projects that you have kind of fall by the side by the wayside and uh you know i was the same way in the sense that the job that i do have was incredibly busy and it was taking up way more of my time as well uh so i guess that's the explanation if one was needed as to why um we haven't been around for a while Good intentions. I mean, I think we scheduled to record some episodes multiple times. We even recorded some where we just had no time to edit. And this is where we're at now where we're just going to, we're doing it, we're doing it raw. We're doing it live. And uh, I mean, this will be recorded and released as well, but no editing just because it's a arduous process that 
I don't know how to do, and Andrew's been doing, uh, so I'm trying to learn Slash it. Slash, you don't have a Mac, and we do this through GarageBand, so yeah, I couldn't even too. pass it over for you and yeah. to you and teach you. But short of buying like a two thousand dollar laptop, for yeah, me. exactly. <laughs> so we're like, all right, we're just going to do one, pretend it's a live show, which we've done a few of before. Uh, like we we did one in front of a live audience in Ottawa, so. We, we've done it before with uh, no fixing anything, just uh, talk and go. So we'll we'll dive into, I don't know. I, I made like very few bullet points on some stuff. Uh, what, do you, is there anything you want to talk about? Actually, you, you want to you wanna have a, have a glass of something? Sure. Andrew has made it his, uh, <laughs> his project this weekend to, I, I'm not a wine guy. I never have been a wine guy. And Andrew is like the uh, ultimate oh, yeah. wine guy. Um, so he made it his, he's making his, um, project this weekend to get me to, uh, like some wine. And I think he's kind of dialed in it into what, um, categories of wine I might like as I crack a PBR. <laughs> um, as I really like, I'm really into like super sour beers. So I think, uh, wh- what do you got here for me? Thank you. Well, the, the other night, uh, you, uh, texted me a picture of, some natural wine that you were looking at you said oh i think i might like this and i th- you had tasted some of it or something i liked it it was a bottle i bought from that uh willibald uh brewery or winery brewery whatever the one near where you're from oh yeah that's right that wasn't wine that i think that was a piquette um no that was a different one okay anyways i don't know it was something but it was along the lines of something dirtier and funkier so uh we were going to try get Sean into some wine anyways this weekend. So we thought may as well do it at the same time while we're, we're chatting stuff. So this still, this remains a country music podcast, but we're also going to, it's also (laughs) going to be uh, like a a raw wine, natural wine tasting. We wanted to keep this one super casual um, just because we haven't, you know, we haven't talked to anybody in a long time. We haven't released anything in a long time. Um, if no anybody, notes, no notes, nothing in. Depth. Yeah, nothing. So if uh, keep it light, because I think everybody needs just some light uh, convo. And I, I think it's you know doing things virtually like this is is fun because if you know if I have the iPad in front of me and if anybody wants to chat or you know has questions or has a topic they want us to discuss or anything like that, just pipe up. Uh, let us know because um, we are somewhat live interactive there seems to be a bit of delay on uh on it but i can respond and uh we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about so what do you want to talk about first music wise what uh we haven't chatted a lot lately but what have you what have you been listening to what's new what's on your uh repeat right now it's uh it's it's been weird you and i have talked about this a little bit uh but since maybe midsummer started going back home uh, to southwestern Ontario more often this year because my brother was getting married on our family farm and uh, I was listening to a lot of radio country because when I was back home on the farm uh, like one of the times I drove my old truck back and that doesn't have uh, satellite radio so other than my own playlists I I was listening to radio country and like working on the farm and doing all the different renos and cleanups and everything it was all just 92.7 92.7 FM out of London, Ontario. And I hadn't been listening to too much radio country in a while. Uh, a little bit of um, the highway on Sirius XM here and there to stay up on what's new. But it was, it was constantly radio country for me this summer. And I really started to 
some of it, like, obviously I still have a, <laughs> a big problem as per all my rants with a lot of what's on the radio, but I started to listen to a little bit more and started to get into some things that I wasn't necessarily appreciating before. Um, one thing that really surprised me was Jake Owen. And I remember liking Jake Owen when he came out. That first record is great. And like something about a woman and starting with me, songs like that, like that's good mid nineties country. But then it, and Barefoot Blue Jean Night was kind of a fun jam that was somewhere in the middle, but everything else I just, I've hated. And I was standing around with my brother and their friends uh, and his friends and they all listened to country and everything. And it kept coming on like some tune that sounds new, sounds modern country, sounds radio country, but just a great jam, lots of steel guitar, a fun song, like a modern honky tonk song. And every time I'm like, Hey, who's this? It's like, <laughs> it's Jake <laughs> Owen, bud. I'm like, Oh fuck again. No way. How have I been like, I got Owen. <laughs> Seriously. I got Owen. <laughs> and like that happened like three or four times. I was like, all right, I need to, uh, I need to reevaluate this, this situation. And that last record, what's, what's it called? Like it has a postcard on the front of it. Yeah. Like greetings, greetings from, from, isn't that, isn't that it? Maybe something or other, but it's where like the current song that's on the radio homemade, which is okay. I could take it or leave it, but I don't hate it. It's, it, it's not great. But that, so that album is still pumping out singles. I guess. Yeah. Cause that album's gotta be close to two years old. No, I think it came out in 2019 because la this is the weird thing about this album is it was somewhere around our, like one of our, it was either our beer drinking episode or our, our um, summer up summer jams episode where I swore you had a Jake Owen song on your list and it got me listening to it in like an embarrassingly like repetitive way. Not last, not this summer, but the summer before. Was and it down to the honky tonk? Yeah. And then I think it was crack a cold one. Is that another song on that album? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm looking at it right now. No, catch a cold one. Catch a cold one. Yeah, you see, I never listened to that before this. I summer. don't know how this happened then, because like, how did I start listening? Because la it was last summer that I was listening to this album. Yeah, and and I didn't because I've just written. Uh, I had written off Jake Owen as like, nope, that's like new pop country radio garbage that I'm not I, into. It was really weird. Then I don't know how I got onto it, and I was fully embarrassed. That so I was we listened to it. Like my band last year, I'm still like, embarrassed. Just like fun. Uh, like party cover band like we would play down to the honky tonk and we we're like all right just a disclaimer we know jake owen is like pop garbage but this <laughs> is a great song and we're gonna do it anyway uh but i never listened to the rest of the record because i just assumed it wasn't good like the last few records and so yeah it is at least a year old and when all of these songs were coming out of it that uh, my brother's friends were listening to back home, I was like, man, I need to give this a second listen. Literally, the worst songs on this record are Homemade, which is still okay, which is on the radio right now, and that I Was Jack and You Were Diane, that like that rip. That song's so, so bad. So stupid. Like, it's <laughs> like, you, you know what it reminds me of? That... Um, Remember when Kid Rock did that song? Uh, oh, yeah. That was like the Leonard Skinner. Yes. What was that? Uh, oh. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking He's about. He's talking about like <laughs> summers in Michigan. Yeah, and yeah, what, yeah. Oh, that was the worst. This reminds me of that in the same kind of like smack my face kind of way. 
Um, that, like, wasn't it like a Sweet Home Alabama riff? It was. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was terrible. That was so bad. It was a flaming Sacrilege pile of to such an shit. awesome song. <laughs> like it's if you're gonna somehow rip Sweet Home Alabama or sample it, cover it, like do your own version of it or homage to it, you gotta do something better than that. That was a joke. <laughs> Anyways, the whole rest of the song is or the record is so good. Like I when I first put it on, like obviously I listened to Down to the Honky Tonk. I know that song down to the chord and note through and through, but right when it comes into the next, like Ain't Here to Talk, what a what a honky tonk jam. Just like about literally two stepping in a bar and like bunch of turkeys that are dropping lines on like some hot girls that <laughs> yes. aren't interested and then he's like whatever, fuck these guys. Uh, I ain't here to talk. Let's show them how to honky tonk. Let's yeah. dance. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. And like all the pedal steel and everything. Like it just, it, it hasn't sounded like anything Jake Owens since like early mid to, well, not early, I guess. When did he start? 2006 or so? I so have like no idea. Mid, late 2000s. But then following it, like best song on the record is Catch a Cold One. I've almost worn that song out. But he's, I, okay, this is why I feel like we've talked about this before because remember I, I think it was him where I made fun of him because like, it seems like he's always like on a beach, like in every, he's like beach, beach country. Well, yeah. And fair enough. Uh, he for sure is and take it however you want. But, uh, the guy's from Florida, so he's like a surfer dude. And Florida is like, (laughs) as we all know from like the Florida man memes, (laughs) like Florida is country as fuck and maybe in the worst kind of way <laughs> do you know why i don't i'm thinking we probably never talked about this but i i read about this recently the reason why florida gets such a bad rap is they have some sort of thing where like every heinous crime is immediately reported <laughs> to the like to the media like the, the police in any most states don't have to do this but in florida it's just immediately um, like put out to the media. So every crazy... Florida man rapes two alligators. This exactly. just ends. <laughs> exactly. Like it immediately goes out to them. So it gives them a bad, I'm, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I know I'm going to shit talk Florida here. I mean, me either. But I love Florida. I, I I've never been, but I would like that's to go. why, but I've actually never been to Florida either. How are we yeah. the two dudes in the world who've never been to Florida? I think everybody from Ontario goes to Florida. That's a, up here. We have a term called snowbirds. I don't know if uh, that term exists anywhere else, but it's about uh, the retirees that don't like the winter up in Ontario and Canada and fly south for the winter and live out there uh, winter months in Boca del Vista. <laughs> well, because we get so much snow up here, like where we're at right now in, I call it three, two to three months, um, it, the snow would be probably up to my waist trying to get down to, to my cabin here. So... Yep. Um, yeah, I got to figure out a solution for this year because I don't know what the hell I'm going to do in the city uh, all winter. <laughs> hey, uh, poured you a glass of wine. Have a rip of this. So this is... Um, I to like shake it around. Yeah, you know. I promise I'm cultured. <laughs> Speaking of country as fuck, this is from Calaveras County, California. Um, Northern California, Central Valley, kind of Sierra foothills. Cheersing? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Cheers, bud. Made by a guy named Matthew Rorick, and uh, this is a winery called Forlorn Hope. They're one of the, I, don't know, I would say, leading names in natural wine in California, up in the Sierra foothills, Calaveras County. This is what we would call a skin contact or orange or amber wine. You see there's like a 
whole bunch of shit floating around in there. Oh, that's yeah. Unfiltered, very raw. I haven't even looked at what the grapes are in this. I would assume. It. I like it. Yeah, you do? Yeah. Oh, amazing. See, you're going to drink wine yet. Sean and I have known each other for, I don't know what, like four or five years? Five years? It seems like longer than that, but it's actually it shorter than... I think we became I, fast friends, and it just seems yeah. like it's longer than it actually is. Well, and I think we were acquaintances prior. No? Yeah. but We were uh, both kind of music, music yeah, scene. But we didn't really hang out. And the whole time, you just wouldn't touch wine. You didn't like it. It made you sick. And then all of a sudden, uh, well, I, mean, I get I'm, this message from you that, hey, I think I like this. Like, <laughs> oh, bud. <laughs> We've well, got a we'll whole see. new world of things to talk about. If my face goes super red while we're doing this podcast, then um, we know that uh, there's something in this that I'm allergic to. Because that red wine, normally, that's why I don't drink it. Because I go super red. And I get itchy. Oh, I get okay. like sneezy. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, we're, we're going to see it here. It could be a fast end to the podcast. <laughs> cool. Well, that's one wine we like. So we'll uh, we'll get to another one little later yeah we'll throw these in here like every now and again yeah (laughs) (laughs) country music and wine (laughs) yeah totally um a couple other things i've like along the radio line that i've been uh listening to and (laughs) a little uh uh off color at the moment but morgan wallen this this guy uh you're going there, eh? Oh, I'm going. Well, we need to talk about all the BS. Like, so, like, obviously, I've listened to him and known who he is since he came on the scene, but I've never really paid enough attention to it. I kind of liked his voice, but I like I associated him too much in a bro kind of zone. And with the last number of songs that have come out, like I've I've really started to appreciate it, especially this summer where I was just hearing it all the time and really liking his voice more. And it kind of sucks because I was just getting into this point where I was like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down <laughs> with this guy. Like th- th- he's got a great voice. You know what? Like pop country if this is pop country, like it's going in a better direction. Then the what like 3 days before he was supposed 4 days before he was supposed to go on SNL. Yeah. He's like on video somewhere in some crowd playing a show or was he not even no, was he, he just was, at a club? He was just at a bar in Nashville, I think, just like literally walking around making out with every girl and some chick like pulls down her mask to make out with it and it's just like <laughs> it was so bad the most like the sleaziest scuzziest like, the most tone deaf situation yeah. like the thing he could have done and saturday night live kicked him off they rescheduled someone else came up. who was it i uh, think jack uh yeah jack white? black jack black black white <laughs> jack white oh i thought it was jack black tenacious jack, d yo i think jack black's <laughs> irrelevant now Wow, let's not say that. Jack Black <laughs> is never going to be irrelevant. Uh, yeah, Jack White. I didn't I didn't watch it, but apparently he ripped shit up. Yeah? Yeah. Well, good for him. He always does. Um, so, yeah, that's a uh, that's an up and a down for Morgan Wallen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll do uh-huh. another up down right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's delicious. But yeah, what seriously what a jackass. Like, what do you you yeah, think people aren't paying attention they're not filming you yeah fuck that guy and there's something about um like some girl on instagram or tiktok that is talking about how he took her on tour while his girlfriend or wife was pregnant and like having his baby and he's like flying around or driving around with this i don't know not cool yeah he sounds like a bit of a douche you know i wonder how uh, like Jason Isbell must not be real happy about uh, 
Well, I guess you can't. So, so I got. I was going to say you don't just anybody can cover anybody's song. I guess yeah. I was going to say you must not be real happy about the cover, which is fine. But I was going to say about like giving him permission. But you don't give someone permission; they just cover your song and pay you. So, so he's got to be unhappy twofold because I hate to say it now because I kind of don't like Morgan Wallen right now. Uh, not kind of, really don't. Uh, but his cover of "Cover Me Up," cover of "Cover Me Up." is 10 times better than the Jason Isbell original. <laughs> like I can't even say like I like his voice better. I like the instrumentation better and like that steel solo is dynamite. Like it's just innumerably a better version and then I'm not, now I'm like ah fuck. Yeah. So Jason Isbell if he's pissed, he's got to be pissed twofold. You took my song and made it better. Oh and now you're also a D-bag. You know who should cover that song? Who? Jamie Johnson. Oh yeah 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 that like deep rich like yes. uh oh i'm just picturing it with uh like um what was that song uh, should have seen it in color uh yes oh man it would, it would be cold um i'd like in, instead of that recent like remember I, jamie johnson just released a single which is like uh like a super i don't remember what the song was but it's a do you remember that i sent this to you that cutting grass one or something? No, no, no. Uh, Amelia, can you look it up? It was. Uh, it's Jamie Johnson's new single. It's the first single. Oh, I guess you can look it up. I right can there. look it up. Like I, w- I want to say like this land is our land or something, but like it's. I don't think that's what it is. It's a very just like. He has a fucking cowboy hat on now and no, no that's beard. A, that's a very old album. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> That's what the first thing that came up. I was like, what is going on here? That's not the Jamie Johnson I know. I just, I don't understand why he would come back after so long with just a weird cover of like a kind of just Americana song. But I, I think I kind of get the point. I think maybe he was trying to make a commentary on the, the state of the country. But it was just like the second I saw a new Jamie Johnson single pop up, I was excited. And then I was just like, wah, wah. Anyways. Maybe I dreamt it. That that would be a good dream, and that would be a dream that you would have. America the Beautiful. Yeah, America the Beautiful. Oh, right. <laughs> it's oh, an odd cover, no? It like, is. Why would you come back after, like, he hasn't released shit in probably five years since that, like... Uh, and that just seems like some pandering right now. Like Eight years. Yeah, not uh, not interested. Yo, this is why we need a... Uh, what would it be called? Like a production assistant? <laughs> so all all of that was clearly picked up on the microphone. <laughs> my my wife would like to be the Stephen uh, for us as <laughs> per my favorite murder. It's just good because then someone can just like Google shit off air and uh, let us know things. <laughs> there's one here. There's one there. Okay, <laughs> let's refocus. Focus up. Focus up. Um, four people watching this. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, more people will listen to it on the podcast and see it on the live. <laughs> yes, yes. With our two-bit setup here with a table full of wine and beer. And <laughs> it's hard to know when people are going to tune into a live thing. Like, You never know because it's like Saturday night. You're like, well, people would be busy. But who but the it's fuck's a pandemic. busy? Yeah, yeah, you're at home doing nothing. So, yep. yeah, tune in. Um, something that you and I have clashed heavily on is... Uh, I've really enjoyed the latest Sam Hunt song. And I realize all of the, (laughs) 
the baggage that comes with that, uh, particularly because I have been talking the most shit about him and stand by all of said shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but this to me is the type of song that exemplifies a lot of what I think a new generation of country will look like where, um, like there's been at least 10 years of like very shitty pop country where there's been nothing country about it. It, They've not been trying to make it country. It's just been like incorporating pop elements. But now I think we're starting to see a few more like Nico moon as example as well too, of a artist who is very much like new modern, like like big beats type of scenario, but with country type of instrumentation, like some steel guitars. And so it's very much like this is not country, country music. I'm again, talking from like the radio perspective that I've been listening to a lot this summer during the pandemic. And I've been starting to appreciate like little elements of like a new wave. Like I think about in the, the nineties in the early nineties purists, like, Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, uh, Clint Black, like this was all pop country. Like Garth Brooks was the biggest sellout. It was like rock country, not actual country. And now we look at it, it's like, this is some of the most country shit there ever was. Like Alan Jackson, try tell me that's not country for any reason. Um, I would tell you it's like one of the best of all time. Um, And so I, I keep thinking about what the next evolution is going to look like because I love 90s country so much and I hear I hear elements of that when I hear John Party, who I think is maybe the best thing in country music today, as, as well as maybe in equal parts Midland. Those two, I, I think, are leading, leading the pack, but they're doing a modern, almost, almost like what George Strait did when he came in in, early, in the early 80s, of like a neo-traditionalist, like bringing back with a new vibe, old traditionalism. And you hear that with the sonic capabilities and sounds of John pa- Party and Midland being very modern, but honky-tonk as fuck. And aside from that, it seems like there's just been so much pop country. And then when you hear this new incorporation, like for example, you and I fought a lot about... Uh, Jenna Paulette yeah, last I year. That. Yeah. That got heated. It got heated. <laughs> and it's like, I, I appreciate what she's doing. It's like, I wouldn't put it as country country, but in, if that is what pop country is going to look like, it's better than like Backstreet Boys and like AJ McLean and all, all that type of stuff that was coming on that like really didn't resemble country in any shape, way, shape or form. Uh, like, we won't dive back into that argument about her but I, I felt like the only thing that was country about her was like the clothes she was wearing and the aesthetic she was presenting but um and that it was like entirely steel guitars backing up her whole track like the only thing that wasn't was like the beat yeah i i don't know she, something really rubbed me the wrong way about her i you know and i, I see and what you're enough. saying about like this I, I i get where you're coming from with this sam hunt track um, what's the, what's the track called again? Uh, hard to forget. And what's it's, it's sampling something, right? Yeah. Uh, there stands the glass. Yeah. Uh, Lefty okay. Frizzell. So yes, I, I like I've listened to the song enough times and I, 
like I enjoy like a real good like bass heavy kind of song. Um and I guess it's just it comes down to that I'm not I think I'm ready for it in my country. Like I don't think I want Oh, I, like, I agree with that. And it, it's funny too because I mean, you know me, I listen to a lot of different music outside of country. Like country's obviously where my heart's at, but you know, I listen to punk and metal and all sorts of stuff and you know, I've been getting into a lot of really weird metal lately that's like got, got a lot of like bass infused stuff too, like sludgy stuff and like I'm really I'm cool with it, but for some reason it's just it's not something that I'm into with country, but that being said, I get it and I always say that if it's something that's going to drive people you're having a hard time with that, eh? This bottle has almost no Lip. No oh, lip. There we go. Yeah. No. Now we got it. I really fucked up a cork last night that I was trying to open. It like yeah. ripped right in half. It was bad. It was embarrassing. Um. Well, this was me being embarrassed uh, <laughs> on on live Instagram. <laughs> Thanks for drawing attention to it, asshole. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Um. It's okay. I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I, what was I saying? Oh. Um. Yeah. Anything that brings. You're saying I was an asshole. <laughs> anything that brings people into the genre makes me happy so if you know if some beats on top of it are, are what's bringing people into the genre and then maybe they discover lefty Frizzell because of that you know because of that the first time you and i fought about this because uh, now we're kind of somewhat agreeing uh but the first time was a big disagreement and your big problem at the time was that he's trying to uh, piggyback off of the legitimacy of that track. And I totally appreciate that angle. And I often make a similar type of argument. But there was a lot of that going around at that time. Like, Who I, else? I feel there was something else we were listening to around that same time where it was like people were like artists were just trying to, oh, it was, wasn't it Sam Hunt again? Or someone that was like, I don't know. I haven't listened to another Sam Hunt song. <laughs> What's the nineties? The nineties country. Oh yeah. Oh, that was last year, and we've went on ad nauseum about this. Oh, Walker Hayes. Yeah, fuck that. Guy. It doesn't matter. Not even worth mentioning. But I just, yeah, that's that was my that was what was sticking in my craw at that point was that it just felt. Yeah, that was a credibility grab for sure. Yeah. And I, uh, and the problem with that song, aside from like all of his music being terrible was that he was referencing and you can we probably I think we have a whole episode about this somewhere earlier on. You can go go back and find that, but he was essentially trying to get all of the credibility and the nostalgia of 90s country in a song by using all of the separate lyrics to sew together a patchwork of a song using literally the lyrics from 90s country hits, but the song had zero hint of 90s country musicality. It was like very much like a R&B pop, like hip hop baits, like modern country radio track. Like it was just not, it wasn't even modern country radio. It was like, it should have been on a different station. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't say I, that very I, well, but like, it no, was, I, it was I get your point. And all I, I guess my counter, well, not my counterpoint, even it was just my point back then was just that it, it felt like he was just trying to do the same thing. Like, just, was that not just, our worst song of last year? I think it was. If it wasn't, it was right up there. Yeah, it was a hundred percent. I think. And that, I think that was the last episode we posted, wasn't it? The best and the worst. Yeah, 
we and should, that's we why really we should have looked at this again. No, it was 100% because then we tried to re-record some stuff in January and then sh- fucking shit hit the fan. Right. Um, yeah, all, all I was saying is, I mean, when you sample something, you're... Yeah, you know what? I'm almost revert. Like, I'm not gonna say I still don't like the song, but as I think about it more, as I digest things, like, you know, every time something gets sampled, the song that gets sampled experiences a huge like influx of people of listeners. So yeah, yeah. I, I guarantee you, Lefty Frizzell's catalog got fully listened totally. to by even if it was one percent of the people that listened to that song. That still was probably thousands of people. And I think he really that math's nice right, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know if it's to the producer's credit or to Sam Hunt's credit, but I really thought that it seamlessly wove in that old sample and like the very country elements into a song with a bit of that triplet track, uh, uh, trap track type of beat. But you but, hate trap so much. You know, I do, but there was, there's a way that that worked with that song. Like I, I don't, I don't mind trap on its own when it's done well. Well, sorry, what, what I think is done well. I just, I, I find so much of it is so la- lazy, like rhyming the same word with the same word. I don't think I understand what trap is, but I think I like it. Yeah. Like, well, I think I like trap beats. Well, it's like that super that might heavy have been the bass oldest. with the, tri- the triplet, <laughs> like the really quick triplet <laughs> snare with the the big bass beat. And I don't know. It's like that might have been the, the, been the most old man thing I've ever said in my life. I don't understand this <laughs> trap music of today. <laughs> old shake, man yells. Shake harder, boy. <laughs> I was going to say old man yells at cloud, but boom, we just nailed down two <laughs> Simpsons references in one. Just two in one. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid or like a fox. <laughs> That's not actually relevant to this. Just the same episode. Um, okay. Well, moving on. What else do we... Uh... Oh, uh, something that I have quite enjoyed. Actually, there's a couple different angles we can talk about this on. Uh, the little kind of bluegrass of the last couple weeks, um, both Tyler Childers and Sturgill Simpson came out with a bluegrass album. Which one do you want to talk about first? Let's let's talk Sturgill. And just before we get into that, it, like I, I like it, and it's like I, the the whole bluegrass thing. I I feel like has almost moved into like like hipster territory. Like I feel like bluegrass is now ultra hipster um and it's as to wait expand on that i just i feel like people are doing bluegrass albums because like bluegrass artists that have been exist that have existed forever like someone like i've been listening to a few different like billy strings uh what's the other guy um fuck i'm gonna forget his name I'll move past it, but this is what happens when we make no notes and we yes, just exactly it's off fine. the cuff conversation. It's totally fine. Um, it's existed for so long, sort of in in the background. It's it like everyone that's into bluegrass is really into bluegrass, but it never like blew up to the point of like in into the pop culture. You know, bluegrass has never been in like pop culture. It's never been super crazy popular. Like it's popular, but it's never moved into like. The way that country has been yeah, blowing up. Short forever. of that movie with um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Short of that, like when yeah. has it ever made it onto like major charts? Like it's been exactly. very much a sub genre. Yeah. So I feel like 
there's been this thing for a while where artists just keep throwing back like so Dwight Yoakam did a, a bluegrass album Alan oh, Alan, Alan Jackson, Jackson did one, one. Yeah. like there was like this ongoing thing and then I just found it kind of funny that it just seemed to keep happening but then I was also so the other point I wanted to make about this was I understand like someone like Sturgill Simpson doing this this whole bluegrass album because he doesn't I'll, do the same thing twice he's that last album of his was a dumpster fire I hated it I couldn't have... Yeah, the movie was real cool, but uh, the music was... I mean, it wasn't... I'm not into, like... To be honest, I couldn't finish it. I, like, I fast-forwarded through some tracks just to skip around, and I, I could, like... I You should have watched it. Like, you should have watched the album. You're right. Yeah. I should have. And I know that's what it was built to do, and actually, I should take that back. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said it's a dumpster fire. It is not. We reserve terms like that for people like Walker Hayes, not for somebody awesome like Sturgill Simpson. He just did something that wasn't for me and that is cool and okay. And it was still good in a different context. Sorry. Dumpster fire is reserved for, <laughs> for shitty. It's fine. If you think it's that, a dumpster fire, no, that's your opinion. You no, can have it. No, I just, I just said that too quick and it's not what I meant. <laughs> it's okay, man. Okay. <laughs> I apologize, man. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, musically it wasn't, uh, up my alley either like i'm not a big straight up straight ahead rock and roll guy like i've never been that into it i, I like some of it i i like the flow of it i really like albums that we're, we're getting really off track here but i love albums that are like they have a specific flow so the the, the fact that he can make a movie out of that album yeah or the movie was the album was written for them whatever it was in such a linear fashion that well they that built whole, them together yeah and it, it made sense like the songs made sense in a linear perspective and it was made in japan by i forget who the animator is but like somebody i'm not in i don't care about that world but i listened to a couple interviews with him including the one on joe rogan where they're just like smoking up and blazing <laughs> studio just really chat. oh yeah did you not watch this no, I can't oh, stand fucking Joe. Joe I know, Rogan. I know. It, he's difficult. <laughs> but there's been a few interviews because he gets like really big deals on there. And anytime it's somebody who I care anything about, I watch it. So that's, or watch and or listen to it. But uh, it, it was a good one. You should listen to it. But for me, when it, uh, when, when this came out, I wasn't, like I, I like bluegrass. Uh, I, I've I've played banjo before. Um, obviously, I'm more of a honky tonk guy myself, but I, I can appreciate it and dig it. It's it's not necessarily what I go to. I think you and I, the day it came out, I sent it to you on Instagram in yeah. the morning, and then by the evening, once we had listened to it, we had both pretty much at the same time said like, "Yeah, this is good. It's you know, it's good background music. <laughs> I listened and like, to it. I was cooking all dinner day today. It, yeah, like when I was I was raking and cutting wood for probably four hours today, and I listened to it on repeat because it's such good background music. Totally, and that's funny because when I started to give it a bit of a more thoughtful listen, um, well, obviously at first I realized a lot were uh, covers, if not all of them, covers of his own. His it's own all. Tunes. It's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. Yeah. Then there's a couple songs I just never heard of before on there that I hadn't listened to but as I was driving up here I put a like three or four of the songs back to back with the original and so Amelia and I are in the truck uh, driving up and put uh, it was like long white line um, turtles turtles all the way down yeah, you know and my favorite also, part about that one is that that was my least favorite cover. no but it's it's hilarious because it's so funny to hear someone talk about 
reptile aliens yeah. in bluegrass yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and especially at that quicker pace yes. that, yeah because it's all like double time um and then what was the other one the uh the uh i forget what it's called life ain't fair the world is mean yeah i love uh, that that's a good one that was a good one particularly with the kind of call and answer like background that his band does like with the harmonies yes um it, it, it was good but the purpose of me putting it back to back when we were driving up was to to see which we thought was better and for amelia who hadn't listened to either of the, well she'd heard some of the originals before with me just playing it and both of us unanimously thought all of the originals were better but i still thought the record was great particularly for something different and a and background music and just a cool way like something different in the pandemic like he's like not putting out a new record but a new take on his old stuff that is very much in a country wheelhouse it's not like this weird psychedelic rock anime japanese thing yeah and uh can i just say side note i love the cover art and the album cover it's like so what a clever like <laughs> it's it's obviously very on the nose and uh, like obvious but like cut and grass yeah like, like cutting a track and bluegrass. Yeah. Like I love it. And just sitting there on his lawnmower cutting grass. So good. You know, I, I appreciate it in the sense too, and this kind of will segue into talking about the children's album, but um, you know, it, it's as an artist myself, like I found it extremely challenging to create anything throughout all this. And you would think like, cause everyone was like, well, oh, everyone's just stuck at home, like just create music. And it, music just doesn't get it created from a black hole of like nothingness. Like you need to like these, you need to be like on the road, playing shows, doing whatever. Like my, for me personally, it's like my urge to create comes from knowing that I'm going to be playing these songs live. I don't know how everybody else's creative process is, but I do understand that it's, it's tough for artists through all of this because they're all probably working day jobs now. Like, because, well, I mean, obviously not everybody, but like, you know, artists that aren't massive. Um, it's gotta be real hard through all this because you're shut down. Like, yeah. You can't do anything. You're not making yep. any money. Obviously you're not making money off streaming. So quick pause, go buy merch from whatever your favorite artist is. Like, mm -hmm. but if you don't, if you're streaming it, fine, fair, go buy a t-shirt, buy whatever, or buy the album. So you have it permanently. You never know when that stuff will get pulled off, off of Spotify or whatever. But, just go buy some merch <laughs> as a sidebar. But yeah, it's hard to be creative in the you know, I, area that we're in right now. As someone who's not a writer, but kind of studies them, I feel like now like you hear that a lot of the best music is written in the hardest times. And what's a harder time than now? Like, I feel like there's a lot of anxiety, emotions, maybe, maybe too much that it's like crippling and hard to do anything. But I, I feel like it, it's, it's a time that's like ripe for good songwriting. I feel like it might come after the fact. Like, Aside from like Luke Combs, like six feet apart, <laughs> <laughs> which was a little too on the nose. Yeah. Is meta? Is that what they call it? I don't think... <laughs> is that meta? I don't know. I don't think anybody knows what meta is. Well, it's a, like <laughs> self-referential. Yeah. But and, isn't that I what guess, that... Yeah, I guess it kind of <laughs> is. Anyways, the children's album. Oh, yeah. So at first, I listened to it. I was like, what is this? I'm not into this. This like just instrumental record. And then when realized what it was, 
was like, oh, this is like, this is a, a 2020 record. And he's pretty, he, I like that as he became popular, he stepped into that spotlight, assumed that yep. role, um, and used his platform. Like it's very punk rock the way that he's, he's doing the thing and he's, he can be a downright asshole, but in a good way, Yeah, which I really love and respect. I mean, yeah. Me you can say the same thing about um, Sturgill Simpson too, yep. right? Like with all, and you know, there was a funny. I don't know if you noticed it. I think it's in, it's on that that bluegrass album uh, where he he references not playing the CMAs. Like he changed the lyrics around in one of the songs. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's really funny. And then uh, in uh, that, I think it's you can have the crown. Where he says the boys and I are still working on the songs. He changes it to the. Uh, I think he says the boys and girls. Are working on the songs or something like that so he, oh, he yeah, yeah. like flipped it too um but yeah it's cool that, that these guys are are using their platform yeah. i appreciate that and yeah i mean i i think both of us were i don't know I'll say guilty but uh both of us were a little bit unaware of what this children's album was which is why i, I think, think that we didn't get it and like we for, didn't know we had no idea it just came out it popped up because shit pops up in your spotify and it's like oh a new album and you know i was immediately like rock hard like yeah, you're like Fuck yeah, album. Like, like, and I, we were both it, like that and we turn it on and we're just kind of like wah, wah, like yeah what? it's instrumental what's this like, like yeah. we're just not into it but again like context adds so much to appreciation of something when you realize what he's doing and he had i hadn't even seen it at first and uh my wife saw it on instagram or uh, on youtube and brought it to our attention and he has like th this whole little piece where he explains everything on YouTube and it's uh, really written about like the, the movement and hate to overuse the, <laughs> the word and the phrase, but the, the moment that we're going through and uh, Black Lives Matter and what what to him the south and appalachia 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 we keep coming back to that on we this podcast is like we need to figure out <laughs> someone tell us somebody please tell us is it we appalachia or appalachia <laughs> like we'll correct you on your canadianisms but please correct us on this <laughs> yeah anyways uh it's he he has a, a really good piece on there and it, it makes the album so much more meaningful i think yeah, I, I I agree. And watching that piece too, like it's I don't know. It, it's just I think he's I appreciate that he is doing whatever like is right for him in in the sense that he can he's gonna like you'll take a hit for that shit with with certainly especially being a country artist and with him like denouncing what well, more or less if not entirely denouncing like the confederate flag and everything and saying like guys this is not what and again we're canadians speaking about this but we we've grown up watching this culture we're not entirely foreign to it but like we we don't live it it's not part of who we are grew up with but with him saying guys this is not what we're about like this is like a symbol of slavery and uh if if you think that that is what the south is about then you need to like recalibrate and check yourself like go and like learn to tan a hide hunt fish like the the things that the south and appalachia like country is about and yeah, like that's real heritage Totally. That's actual heritage. Yeah. And I, or heritage, well, the other is also heritage, but not something you want to be proud of. I don't know that that's even heritage. You well, know okay. I mean? Sorry. I shouldn't maybe say heritage, but maybe like a, um, I don't know, a vestige of the past. Like it's something like it's, 
it is at, a, at a, any it rate. is a characteristic of the South. Yeah. And not necessarily of Southern individuals, but of the South. Like there was a civil war fought over that. So ergo, it is a characteristic of the South. And that was the flag of that symbol. And now in a new modern context of looking at it, you don't need, I think this is what he's getting at, is you don't need to hang on that flag and that symbol to retain Southern pride because that flag and that symbol carries a more singular connotation, whether you see it or not, or whether you want to see it or not, or are willfully blind to it or not, and that it should be dropped and moved past. And here's a whole bunch of other ways that we can celebrate our Southern heritage and like lean into what is country, et cetera. Yeah. And that's super fair. And I, I think a lot of people don't understand even what they're like, what they can hang their hat on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, yeah, that's a very good, like a good point about like hunting, fishing, tanning, like living off the land, like shit like that. Um, way more positive than totally some of the shit that and particularly pointing in, in like <laughs> a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no better time to live off the land than now. Yeah, I guess. I mean, so <laughs> I just poured you a glass of red wine and here is going to be the drum roll. The real, the real moment to see if, uh, I can't, I can by smelling. It's like I smelled it earlier. Yeah. And I can already tell it's going to make me like stuffy allergic. So it's something in red. Want to take one sip and see if you like it? No, I can tell by the smell. Okay, really? Yeah. So it's something in red. Yeah. Interesting. Because this is tannins, like, maybe is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, it's from the grape skins, and it's what makes it red and tannic and dry. But and it's uh, that. It's what makes me red. Uh, okay. Hi-oh. Well, interestingly, that last one we had was an orange wine, also yeah. known as skin contact wine, and that has tannins in it too. It huh. is so. so or what? It, what else? Orange wine there? or skin tan or skin contact wine is essentially um, white wine made the way red wine is. So macerated on its skins and fermented that way. So because all grape juice is white, right? And it's red grape skins that make it red when you macerate it while fermenting. And white wine is usually just like pressed right off the skins, straight juice into a different vat, fermented there without the skins. So with orange wine, which this this one from Forlorn Hope we were talking about, is actually, they call it amber. More or less, same thing. It's the same, just a different term. We're getting real deep here. Yeah, we're getting nerdy. <laughs> I feel like I'm working here now. <laughs> Stop. But uh, yeah, so all that to say that that has a whole bunch of tannins in it too. So I don't think it's tannins so for what, you. So what, what else would be in the red then? Uh, maybe more tan, like more tannins, but... There's nothing else in it. These are both uh, entirely natural wines. Like there's nothing added other than that. All right. Well, let's try this beer then. Okay. So what I bring to the table is... A sunflower seed gosa. Yeah. <laughs> you switched from PBR to sunflower, <laughs> sunflower seed gosa. Oh, I, it's got to be good, right? Like you wouldn't... It smells like sunflower seeds. You know, first sip... That's not that bad. Wow, I'm really into this. Give me, give me a few more sips, and I'll, I'll, I'll see. I feel like okay. this is. My, I, I've, I've said this before. Where I was like, oh, that's delicious, and then I can't finish a can. <laughs> it really tastes like sunflower seeds. Okay, let's. let's so let's, I've got, let's, I've got two more things I want to cover. Uh, not like talk about. Um, we got so, four minutes. Yeah, we've got four minutes, so we got to do this real quick because the IG live kicks out. In four yeah, minutes. and we're gonna stop this at the same time. So, uh, 
we haven't talked about probably my favorite new artist of uh, the pandemic. And I know she was out before the pandemic, but it wasn't until then that I realized like Haley Witters. What a fucking like th- this is a superstar in the making. I love her first record. There's at least three songs off of it. Uh, and you and I were talking about this the other week. Uh, her song, 10 Year Town. Who, who's the guy that you thought that she was covering? Alex. No, no, no. Yeah, no it was like. It was. What the hell's his name? No, I thought it was Drew someone or something. No, it was Alex something. Uh, 10 year. It was the same title, but it wasn't uh, yeah. the same song. And it's kind of the same gist in the hook, yeah, but so like I all different if lyrics. Both of them are based off of like, if there's a, a, a old country song that. Yeah, Both something we don't know it. about because, yeah, I thought this was an original and then Sean was like, eh, no, this is a cover. And then we put on whatever the song was, uh, whoever, I don't know, this this other artist was. And it was... <laughs> Again, we did not prep. We did not we're, prep. We're yeah, doing it we should have written this down. But uh, he, we, we put it on and there were similarities. Like the she starts it off with like I'm 12 years into a 10 year town and talking about how she hasn't made it yet and has been Nashville known as a 10 year town you're not going to get big until you've really put your time in and uh th- there was more or less that same sentiment in a previous song but with different lyrics and it was a guy singing it too so it was from a guy's perspective so we didn't know like do these two know each other uh did they co-write this is she doing a different version of it is she is this an homage is it a cover with her own i don't know whatever it is uh, i really like it and like um heartland is a great song much more written for a radio style but still like again if this is where country is going uh, pop country is going radio country is going it, it's it's a good place and also that uh what's it called like janice janice at the bar or janice at the hotel bar that's that's a that's a great tune as well so for me she's just an excellent songwriter great voice and i i think someone to really look forward to uh in the in the coming years or months or just follow her on instagram and on uh Spotify, all of the all of the socials, yeah, all of the socials. And very last note for me is John Party's record of covers. Fucking awesome! It is. It so is real good. good. I I didn't know it yet, and or I didn't know of it, and you sent it to me, and you're like, oh man, you're gonna love this. Uh, like several of your favorite George Strait songs are covered and everything. And I, I didn't even listen to it for half a day because I was prepping myself <laughs> for when I was going to be in the car or something. I could listen to it straight. I wasn't going to just like half-ass partly listen to it. And it delivered. And the I, I think my favorite thing on there, not because it was my favorite song, but the most impressive how he did it was that Sinead O'Connor cover, or I guess it's a Prince cover because I think Prince originally wrote it. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Um I don't remember. Yeah, what the fuck's that song called? Amelia? Mm-hmm. I'm on it. No, you don't need to Google it. What's um Oh, this is so embarrassing. I know that song. What is it? Um This is what happens when you're several glasses deep and <laughs> you you know a song well and you just can't recall it and you've heard it a million times before. Uh nothing compares to you. Nothing compares to you. That's right. Um really really cool angle on that and well done but uh you know and and this again comes and merle haggard open like opening it with uh the bottle let me down but again this is more fodder for what i was saying about like artists just aren't 
creating. And I, I, again, yeah. it's not a slam. It's just, I, it's an incredibly challenging time to be yeah. creative. Yeah, you might be right. So it's like people are coming Sturgill back. Sturgill redoing his stuff in a bluegrass version. Yeah. John Party coming out with a cool record of covers. Yeah, no, you might be right. And you know what? With that, we're, we've hit an hour. Yeah, and that'll be it for the, the live, uh, the Instagram live. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Um, cheers. 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 Cheers, <laughs> bud. We got some uh, wine into Sean. TSN turning point in his life. I don't know. Is there a minute? What's what's left? I don't even know what's left. I can't see the thing. <laughs> I have no idea. Is it just going to shut off on its own? Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. This really tastes like sunflower seeds. Oh, yeah. I'm, now <laughs> I'm, I'm switching back and forth. Yeah, I'm just so used to flavored sunflower seeds. Speaking of uh, this summer and going back home a lot, when just working on the farm, doing random shit, cleaning up, and um, and yeah, it ended. Um, I, I've just been eating so many more sunflower seeds, and that's also what I do to keep myself awake in the car when I'm on long rides. Obviously, with the pandemic, I haven't been doing a lot of work trips. But if I'm out all day on the road and I start falling asleep, I can't do anything. Like I open the windows, get some air going. I turn up the music or something. This subconscious thing has kept me awake where I just pop sunflower seeds. Eating is the best way to you, stay awake. You, you keep chewing and it just, yeah. it like it. That's, I think that's why there's it's, a thing. Yeah. It's so crazy. It just keeps me awake. And I, I don't eat plain sunflower seeds. I like to play around with like the different flavors and uh, actually a shout out to Biggs Sunflower Seeds. <laughs> we like a sunflower in, seed podcast in, now? Instead of Spitz. Spitz is like the big company. We and should be sponsored by so many things, the amount of like shout outs we do. Man, <laughs> let's just do a whole episode of shout outs that we <laughs> potentially want to get sponsored by. All right. What, Anyways, uh, let's shut her down. Yeah, we should. We got, it's we a gotta make park. dinner. We haven't eaten dinner yet. We're in the woods in the middle of nowhere. We gotta. We gotta eat some food. <laughs> We've drank a lot of wine, some beer. We gotta eat some food. Yeah. All right. All right. Good doing this, bud. Yeah, man. That was awesome. I'm Thanks for having us out here at your cabin. Yeah. Anytime. All right. <laughs> Country, country music.